Hello and welcome to the Latter-day Ladies Podcast. I am your host and your friend, Jenny Moss. Today on episode 99, we're going to talk about believing Jesus Christ's truth, as well as Sherry Dew's talk from last week's BYU Women's Conference. I talked on Instagram about wanting to review everything that I learned from women's conference. But as I started reading through my notes, I realized that that would be impossible to do on one podcast because I had a lot of notes. I mean, it was two straight days of classes and talks and amazing people talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ, plus a was it like three hours on uh, Wednesday evening of just pure goodness. So um, I am only going to talk about Sister Sherry Dew's talk, which was Friday morning, and how that connects with this overarching um, idea of believing Jesus Christ's truth. So the reason why this topic, I think, keeps coming out uh, of everything that I'm studying right now is I have a hard time with the trust factor. Um, Sometimes I will believe something, even from the adversary, just because I've heard it so many times, it becomes an easier thing for me to believe than believe a direct truth from Jesus Christ. So that's something that I've been working on the last couple months, being uh, faithful enough to believe the first time that Jesus Christ says something to me. So I uh, heard it throughout the conference, but especially in this talk. While I was at women's conference, I just felt like I was in awe as I watched thousands of women gather together to listen to Christ-centered messages to help align their lives and their hearts more fully to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Seeing all of them taking notes and crying and having their hearts opened around the BYU campus was an incredible sight. There is power in the act of gathering together and witnessing Jesus Christ's truth. Sister Sherry Dew is incredible. I'm sure you you also agree she's incredible. And she did not disappoint when she spoke Friday morning. Her entire talk surrounded the power of the word. She started off her talk with this quote, quote, the spirit cannot be restrained when covenant keeping women gather, end quote. I felt that. I felt that spirit that was not restrained when seeing the women as they shared different ideas that they received and different talks that they loved, um, seeing how their hearts were becoming knit together as one after they would see speakers or do workshops, I saw that the spirit could not be restrained from them. It wasn't restrained for me. And um, I knew that that sentence and that truth was real because I felt it reverberate through me every single time uh, the women were testifying to each other. They were gathering together and they were wanting to draw closer to Christ. Then Sister Dew taught about how we are all in a state of training for celestial work. She said that celestial work is rigorous and she is right. This seemed to be a theme in the conference overall and it was very, it was really nice to hear and be assured by all these different speakers that what we're trying to do this 
living life on the covenant path is hard. We're trying to seek to live a Christ-centered life in a fallen world. It was very affirming to hear someone as powerful as Sister Do testify that what we are trying and seeking is indeed difficult. And then she taught that words are powerful and when the Lord and that the Lord cares about the words that he uses. One of the titles even of Jesus Christ is the word. It says at the beginning of the scriptures, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. I think it's powerful to think about how interchangeable it is to call Jesus Christ the word, meaning that everything he teaches, he is. It's not possible for us to make covenants with Jesus Christ without the words and the ordinances that we participate in. There's a specific set of verbiage that must be used to to execute ordinances. And just like Sister Deuce said, the Lord cares about the words that we use. I thought about the words that I use to describe myself. Sometimes I say things like, oh, I don't have a good memory. That's something I say all the time. Or, oh, I, I use the title of having ADHD all the time. These are words that I use to describe who I am. But who am I really? Who and what words would the Lord use to describe me? Well, I'm assuming he'd start off with, you are my child. You are a daughter. You are a covenant keeper. You are a mother. You are a sister. I don't think that um, having a bad memory would even come up in the first page of what he would use to describe me, right? So that's something that I wanted to consider and continue thinking and praying about. The words that I use to describe myself. I loved Sherry Dew how she talked about how the word of God can be used to lead in Israel. She quoted Joseph Smith, who said, quote, faith works by words, end quote. We can use the words of Christ to lead other people and gather them in as we participate in the work of the gathering of Israel. That's pretty powerful to think about how the specific words that we say can help others be able to come unto Christ. Sister Dew taught about how the contrast of Jesus Christ is from the adversary. Jesus Christ used words to uplift, enrich, inform, help, uh, empower, but the adversary uses words to demean, diminish, deceive, distract. She said this, quote, when we use words to teach truth, we dilute the adversary, end quote. I love that thought, thinking about like a huge pitcher and having a tiny little drop of uh, food coloring at the very bottom and that uh, describing a false teaching that the adversary has said. And then thinking about pouring in just a ton of truth on top of that. And we can dilute the distraction and the deceiving of the words of Satan. Pretty cool. I thought about a practice I've been recently trying to do and dilute the adversary and his temptations with in my mind. 
Recently, when I make a mistake as a mother, I speak out loud Christ's truth to redirect my mind. So if I make a mistake, like I say something like this out loud, you are a wonderful mother and wonderful mothers make mistakes. You are not asked to do this job by yourself. You need the Savior's help to accomplish the goals you've made as a mother. You are a wonderful mother. Your children are blessed to have you in their life. When I say these words to myself, I can feel the truth reverberate in my soul. Affirming that helps me also recognize the truth of the situation. Normally when I make mistakes, my mind will suggest things to me like, how could you do something like that? Or you should have known better. Shouldn't be making mistakes like that. And then my thoughts suggest making a judgment on myself because of the mistakes I've made. Because of this new technique that I've created, speaking truth out loud for both my body and spirit to hear, the truth of the phrase teaches my soul what is really from Christ. And then I'm able to recenter on him. Christ's truth has power. Sister Du then taught about how in the future it will become even more difficult to discern truth, which made me a little bit stressed. She used an example about artificial intelligence and this server that she had typed in and said, write a bio about Sister Du. The bio, she said, was pretty spot on. And then it said that she was named Time Magazine's Woman of the Year and that that detail was not true. Because the artificial intelligence had said that, one of her employees said, oh, I wasn't aware that you were named Time Magazine's Woman of the Year. And then she said, I wasn't. (laughs) She told us to beware of those who tell you what you want to hear. I thought about that quote for quite a while because so much of my recent experiences with Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ have led me to the resounding truth that was declared in the last general conference by Elder Christensen. This idea that comfort and joy are not the same thing. It is not comfortable that the Lord continually asks us to change and become like Christ, but that path brings us so much joy. We need to be aware of those who are around us who seek to manipulate truth for their own gain or their own plans. It may be comfortable to listen to the things they have to say, but it will not bring us joy. The wonderful thing is that we are given the gift of the Holy Ghost. And even in the future with false things like AI saying things that are untrue are true, we are able to verify truth in any circumstance, whether we deem it spiritual matter or not. The Holy Ghost is there to verify truth. Sister Dew talked about discerning and choosing truth, which I thought was a really interesting use of words, choosing truth. And we do, we have a choice in choosing and finding truth. We can read something that's true and dismiss it because it doesn't fit our narrative or something that we're comfortable with. But if we're willing and strong enough to choose that truth for ourselves, even if it makes us uncomfortable, I believe that's where the power comes from Christ's truth, aligning our will with his will. She said the most important words are those of the prophet, seers, and revelators. She talked about the power you feel when someone who is called as a prophet, seer, or revelator comes into the room. 
I have experienced this multiple times where a prophet or apostle has come into the room and I feel that power coming from them. But then she said this, it is not the presence of the man. It is the presence of the keys. I really thought that was so interesting. The power is in the calling because of the keys that are associated with that calling. The keys that were allocated by Jesus Christ himself. And then she gave this admonition, quote, Beware of those who declare prophets wrong because what they teach is incongruent with our telestial world, end quote. We are seeing that divide come more and more with the teachings of Jesus Christ and the teachings that are in line with our telestial world. The contrast and the line between will become more and more stark as we inch closer to the second coming. Then she addressed the difference between doctrine and principles. She said this, quote, policies change, doctrine does not, end quote. She talked about how the changes in policy reflect the church maturing. We know that the church is in a state of restoration, just like everything else in the gospel. The leadership receives inspiration line upon line, precept upon precept. And as they inch closer to the second coming, we will continue to see changes. This does not indicate doubts of past practices, but instead hope that we are becoming more and more aligned with the Lord. It reminded me of when I first started painting and I painted a flower and this, you could tell it was a flower when I painted it. Uh, It was definitely in flower form and shape, but now nine years later, if I was to paint a flower, it would look completely different. That is the same that we are seeing with the church and its restoration. In the beginning, it was the church of Jesus Christ, but we are seeing it come to pass even more clearly. The details are even more in line with what the church of Jesus Christ is to be in the mind of its head, which is the Savior Jesus Christ. Um, Sister Dew then talked about the motives of prophets, which I thought was super interesting. She said this, what is a prophet's motive? The everlasting welfare of our souls. Prophets will always lead us back to Christ because Jesus is the head of the church. This felt like a very powerful statement and an easy way for us to determine truth and error um, when it comes to things that other people are saying. We can look at their motives and see where those people who are speaking to us are trying to lead us. If they are trying to lead us anywhere but to the Savior Jesus Christ, that would raise questions and concern. Then she quoted President Nelson saying this, quote, The words of covenant-keeping women have unusual power, end quote. I have been reflecting just why there was so much goodness that I felt from women's conference. And I think that there truly is power when we meet together with the entire intent of connecting and uplifting and coming closer to Christ together. When we witness of truth, we can help each other's spirits be able to discern truth in the future. 
There is an unusual power when words of covenant-keeping women are spoken. I have felt it, and I know you have felt it. If we want to understand and trust the doctrines of Jesus Christ, it's our job to seek after them and to believe them. And I know that we can do just that. Uh, She ended with this quote from President Nelson. Whatever one's dilemma, Jesus Christ is the answer. I know that that's true. The Savior Jesus Christ has the answers to the things that we are seeking deep in our soul. He has the relief that we are desperately looking for, and he has the love that we need every single day. It is our job to ask for it and to create the space to receive. I love you guys. I'm so excited for this week and for next week's 100th episode. I'll talk to you then. Bye. If you'd like to connect with us further, find us on Instagram at the Latter Day Ladies or on our website, thelatterdayladies.com, and you can click on the tab that says Etsy Shop to check out our artwork and our t-shirts. Have an amazing day.